Welcome to Buy Positive. These are your hosts, Mari and MD. And today we'll be talking about something quite interesting and also quite personal, I suppose. Um, MD's thesis. Yeah. So my thesis was about the effect of um, media representation when it's positive, what is positively perceived, on the identity and self sense of self of LGBTQ women. So in two three words, actually, does representation matter? Mm-hmm. I mean, for mental health. Okay, and why did you decide to do that specific topic? Ooh, that's a very long story. Um, <laughs> the academic thing or my actual personal reasons? Your personal reasons. Um, my personal reasons. Okay, my, I have a background um, in journalism, like a long time ago, so I was always very interested by the media. And also, I realized... And I was a lot into TV shows, even when it was not a thing yet. Um, And I realized that um, as a teenager in the 90s, if I had been exposed to a good representation of uh, bisexual women, my coming out might have been a lot easier. Mm. And I wouldn't have been stuck in that reparation mode for so many years. Wouldn't have broken my heart in the the process too. Okay. And... um so what did you what did you do in your thesis? So um, in my thesis, these two things. I had this um, this survey um, that I posted online. The idea was to see if uh, I could find a general correlation between people's expo- exposure to positive representation and um, their LGB identity. Mm. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any scale for LGBT. Identity, so it's just about sexual uh, minorities, uh, and um, to see if, um, yeah, when you have a better, um, more solid LGBTQ identity in the LGB identity in the situation, um, you can have yeah have a correlation, some, like some link with being exposed to positively perceived media representation. That plus other things that I wanted to check, mm-hmm. um, and then also. Um, did three in-depth interviews, um, two with uh, la- Dutch lesbians in their early 20s, and one with a bisexual woman in her 30s, and she, she was American. Okay. And the idea here was to understand, okay, if I have this general uh, effect, what are the mechanisms behind it? Mm-hmm. Also, I had to ask question in the questionnaire about the what I thought could be the mechanism based on what I know and knew about the topic. Mm. And so, what 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 did you come up with? I mean, what's the result? <laughs> Technical stuff aside. <laughs> so yeah. So first of all, I um, also want to say that the idea is that we know in several like theories that identity and sense sense of self, and specifically in sense of self, the, the self esteem, um, that those things um, protect um, against social stigma, mm-hmm. and then they have a better uh, mental health outcome. Um, when you have a strong identity or a strong self-esteem. There are several studies about that. Um, so that's why uh, I really measure the identity, because it, it, it protects, it really helps. Mm-hmm. It's not just about feeling good about yourself, it's also about reducing mental health risks. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting. So the survey had like 266 people responding, on only 200 uh, complete responses, but that were more than enough for what I needed. 
um, people from basically all over the world, but a lot of Americans. <laughs> and um, it was also interesting because I had the women from 18 to 65 years old entering. And also I tried to be as open as possible about what a woman is. <laughs> so uh, gender non-binary or gender queer people who still felt female aligned could also answer the survey. Mm -hmm. um, so I had um, actually uh, almost uh, over 20% of my participants who were genderqueer. It was very interesting, even though it was not significant in, in, the, in, in the end. Um, so uh, my main results is that there is an effect. Uh, there is a correlation between being exposed to a uh, positive presentation and uh, LGB, good LGBT identity, but only after 18 years old, because I had the question before. And after 18 years old, my goal originally was to see if there was some kind of effect on you know, development, you know, if you're exposed younger, does it work better, something like that. But uh, there was no, no, no correlation before 18 years old. It's simply because actually people are not exposed apparently to positive representation or any representation when they're young, um, even even now. And that was also uh, what I discovered with the in-depth interviews, um, that actually the oldest one who had uh, been exposed to some ex some representation when she was younger, but it was uh, like a bad, cliche, toxic one. Mm. And she had this idea that lesbians were all predatory. Uh, because of that representation. So, yeah, there was that. Um, then also also found, like with the survey, that there was an effect on um, of uh, social support and um, on on the on the LGBT identity. But that's something that I was expecting. And um, there was uh, some uh, other results that was just more about Penguin information. But it was interesting just to confirmed that uh, bisexual women were the one with the less positive identity of all my participants, which was expected. For obvious uh, reasons, yeah. Yeah, um, because we know that uh, there's are complication in the um, in building a, a bisexual identity, and there's also, um, I mean, we are <laughs> the, uh, the group with the highest uh, risk of mental health issue uh, in the community. Mm. Um, and then also that people who said that religion or um, spirituality was important in their life also had a not so good uh, LGBT identity compared to the others. Mm. Um, it was also interesting, expected in them, because in most situations religion is not um, sexual orientation affirming. Mm. Uh, so that, that's, that's uh, what expected. Um, and also yeah, people in the Netherlands or in the US were doing better than in other countries in the world. In terms of identity, again, expected because there's a little less stigma in the country, even if in the US things might be changing. Yeah. And um, do you think that the people who weren't, like, the reason why mm -hmm. there was no exposure under 18, mm -hmm. it just might be the fact that, you know, the people who took your survey and, and did your interview, they all had to be of age, right? They had to be over the age of 18. They were, it had to be over 18, yeah, because for a consent. Uh, yeah. But some of them were just 18. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like really good representation has only started being produced like a couple of years ago. I pretty much. think... Uh, so maybe that's yeah. why there was also no exposure. I think there was, yeah, the shift in the, in the last five, five years, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were always things. <clears throat> it's also... One thing that will be probably explored is that... Um, so, uh, that was of my one of my... Uh, qualitative results, it's really, uh, I mean, it was expected to, to be honest. So it was really the fact that uh, the 
like the the, the, represent, the content, the media content is chosen because of the representation. Yeah. Like you're going to watch this show. I mean, we all know that. <laughs> uh, or watch this YouTuber because they are queer. Yeah. Um, That's how I got into Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll talk about that much later. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and also that this. Uh, Another one of my qualitative results is that you that 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 uh, thirst for a positive representation uh, is more important just when you come out mm-hmm. or when you you're dealing with difficulties in relation with your identity, mm-hmm. which can also be a breakup mm-hmm. uh, or something that yeah it shatters a little bit your sense of self um, and it's you know the, the LGBTQ dimension I'm going to say mm-hmm. I was going to say so I was just wondering mm-hmm. since you, you mentioned that. I wonder if watching straight media is detrimental to the identity, or if it makes for no change. That would be an interesting. That that's thing to yeah. That's interesting. What I can tell mm-hmm. you is that one of my results is that the straight content is not as relatable. Yeah. And one of my participants explaining that she could never um, watch a straight rom rom com, but she's. Lucky. <laughs> because I mean, she she just dislikes dislikes them so much. Mm. But she watched a couple of lesbians once, mm-hmm. and she really liked them. Yeah. So it's all just about being able to relate mm. to what you see on screen. And for her, the straight content wasn't relatable at all. Yeah. And and so I have about that one of the very interesting results is that uh, yeah, to be relatable, the representation has to be realistic enough, not perfect, just you know. Integrated identities, not just people always coming out. <laughs> people who, have, who do more than just being gay or bi, more than that. Um, people that you can actually so relate to and see as role models. Um, you can you know make something out of it. You need and if it's relatable, you can engage emotionally with it, mm. and it's going to be more helpful for you. Um, and then there's this uh, this thing um, is that. Um, so media representation also made people feel less alone, which was, yeah, uh, expected. But also that at least my participants were really drawn to um, strong female characters, empowering ones. Mm. And they all said, that, yeah, I thought my self-esteem was better uh, because I watched this show. Mm. And that's actually one of my quantitative results, one of the results of the survey, is that there's a correlation, there's a very strong effect um, between the two, that women who answered, there were a question about, do you feel that um, the positive representation um, that you've been exposed to, that it helped with your self-esteem, and you had to um, to uh, choose like one, one to five or seven. I don't even remember what I did, but you had to uh, to choose uh, and say how much you thought it had helped with your self-esteem. And so, the more um, the participants said that it had helped them with their self-esteem, the better. The LGBT identity, which makes sense. Yeah. So I had other question like that, but there was no significant mm-hmm. result there. So really, this idea that self-esteem and therefore the sense of self, the way you perceive yourself, is really the key. Mm-hmm. It really makes difference when exposed to positively perceived representation. And would you say one comes from the other, or one induces the other, or are they correlated? Like I mean, I can't really say. I mean, there's a correlation. That's the quantitative results tell yeah. me there's a correlation. Then the exact mechanism, uh, now that like, 
there's an effect of the representation of the representation when that happens, mm-hmm. um, and when you are emotionally engaged with the representation, uh, when it makes you feel alone. So it's uh, with the result that I have, I can't really say how it works in general. I can maybe say how it kind of worked for each of my interviewee, but I can generalize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I can tell is that in the end, there were three main effects of the representation when it's re- relatable, so realistic enough, basically, when it is empowering, when it's, it's going to be engaged emotionally with it. Mm-hmm. There's these three things um, is that representation is going to normalize the queer experience. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel, okay, that's perfectly normal. It's also um, reassuring about the future, like, Seeing this this character or even this uh, person, real life uh, person, <laughs> celebrities who's living this happy, I mean normal. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the li- that word, but that happy life. So that means that I too can live that life, and I am not condemned to be, um, you know, the bury or gay trope, <laughs> and be uh, and happy for the rest of my life. What do you think matters more, or is there yeah. like one that matters more? Seeing a character that identifies with a label, or seeing a relationship that is like that. It's uh, it's interesting. I I can't really say again by based on my on my. Um, okay, but what is your what is your on my? I think it's both. Uh, it depends for what because one of the, so the third result is really that um, representation also helps with self acceptance. Mm. It really alleviates stigma and it helps you make you feel better. So I think there, the character in itself will be more important, mm-hmm. especially if you can really identify with it or see it as a role model. Mm-hmm. But you see yourself in it. But um, also, the the relationship aspect of it is important because we all have emotional needs that need to be fulfilled. And when it comes to reassurance about the future, that idea that you can be happy, whatever the type of relationship you have. Um, that that is very important. Hmm. The, the one thing that comes to mind is like the example of mm-hmm. Rosa Diaz because mm-hmm. she only came out as bi when she was in a relationship, but we've never seen it on screen. Mm-hmm. Like the yet, yet, yet. yes, no, yeah, just um, a relationship, anyway. Yeah, so we we haven't seen her interact with mm-hmm. uh, with other women, mm-hmm. or well, we've seen her with the the, the guy, whatever his name was. That well, was a disaster. Pimento, yeah, yeah. I, I Adrian, Adrian yeah, Pimento. Yeah. Um, but it's just the fact that she is this badass character mm-hmm. who uses the mm-hmm. label, and she, you know, is a pretty well written coming out yeah. uh, story. Even that enough was was pretty pretty yeah. much enough. Yeah, yeah. that the empowering mm-hmm. uh, thing. Also, because she used the uses the label because it's well written, and because the actress is actress herself. I yeah. think it has a dimension when the actress talks about it and mm-hmm. says, um, I, "I actually." I'm very well aware of imp- how important it is mm-hmm. and that the word bisexual is used. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she says that, it gives another layer. Yeah. Because you know that's on purpose. It's not a mistake. It's not something that you... Uh, some subtext, because, you know, that's a whole culture of subtext uh, for women representation, even for gay uh, men representation also, like, you know, because it comes... I mean, it has a history and, it, and it's based on something. But it's so satisfying when you can go grow from that mm. to, you know, you see science, you see, wow, that's that <laughs> might be happening, and it actually happens, and it's not subtext, and it's clear, yeah. and it's what happened with Rosa because people said like, yeah, she has this queer vibe, yeah, and then yeah, she's bi, 
Yeah. And also, it's maybe one of the things, because a lot of my participants uh, talked also about uh, Klexa, mm -hmm. like about the 100, about, about Lexa, more than actually Clark, but about Lexa. It was also that thing about the, you know, it seemed like he was building something. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, they really are going there. <laughs> and the lesbian is that super powerful woman. Mm. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and also, and Clark is bi, and so it was really... You know, there's kind of a of a overall representation, and it's. It, I mean, it has nothing to do with the quality of the show. That is, another debate. <laughs> I was going to be more diplomatic than that. I'm not. <laughs> but it's it, it's uh, it's interesting to see how exactly like that empowering part of it, and and it was um, also reassuring, in a way, as even if this world was, is I mean, the world of the hundred is horrible. At least there's no problem with sexual orientation. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point because I, I, I sometimes read um, Pink News, mm -hmm. and they are notorious for avoiding the label. It seems that sometimes they go out of their way not mm -hmm. to say mm -hmm. bisexual. It's mm -hmm. like a dirty word, and every time that happens, I just feel a little um, sad, resentful. <sighs> I think, I mean, I think we talk, talked about that. I think that the la label thing, mm. when you're really sure of your identity and you feel like it doesn't fit a label, mm. great. Yeah. Uh, when you're building it, I think the label is kind of important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to be used at one point. Yeah. It was also one of the things is that um, I try to assess the, strong, the strength of the, of the minority identity of my participants in the interviews. And one of my interviewees, which was who identified as gay and... And actually, as lesbian, because I, I said the word, but she didn't say it. And we talked about her sexual orientation for over an hour. Mm. It was very interesting to see. She, I think, she never realized that. Mm. But she is still in pretty early stages of identity building, so it's not really surprising. Mm. Uh, and 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 you could really see the whole circle how it goes. Like their life experience will influence that minority building, but also the whole experience <clears throat> with media representation does too. I have to further to uh, submit articles uh, to different publications, so I will be doing that over the summer, hopefully. Um, and yeah, I hope so. Um, and in um, in the meantime, um, I actually only want to say that my uh, see this uh, presentation in the Leiden University Pride page. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. No. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Well. Looking forward to seeing it wherever it uh, shows up in, in in writing, in publishing, in print. Yeah, I'll probably make it also um, available um, maybe on the Future Practice website. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be really really cool if you did that. Mm. Um, well, this is it. If you have any questions about the thesis, you can put put them on our uh, Twitter page, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure that MD will be more than happy to answer them. Yes, of course. Um, otherwise, um, follow us, uh, retweet us, repost us on SoundCloud, uh, listen to us on iTunes, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <coughs> that was fun. Good work.